Captain Jeff Hallett uh, with my co-pilot Dave. And thank you for being on flight 261 of the two half squads airlines. We know you've got a lot of choices out there for ASL content, so we do appreciate you picking the two half squads. We're going to try to make your evening just as enjoyable as possible. So sit back, relax, let our cabin crew come through and uh, take good care of you, rub your feet, give you a little something to drink. And uh, we're going to be up here in the cockpit just kind of taking care of everything. Get you there safe and sound. Everything's looking good. We're ready to go and uh, cue the music. And can anyone on board uh, fly a plane? Yeah. <laughs> Airline. Yeah. Episode 261, Jeff, of yes, the right. one and only podcast dedicated 96% to the greatest game in the world. Advanced squad leader. Now, you know, we say that every every episode with some confidence, but I'm less and less confident. I was on my podcast uh, app on my phone today and there are, there must be about 22 million podcasts available. It's just unbelievable. There might be another, it's possible there's been one out there for a year and we didn't even know. What are you listening to in podcasts lately? Oh, actually, the usual, just like Radio Lab, um, that uh, couple of D and D. Fear the Boot, I still recommend highly. Oh, they're, they're still doing it, huh? They must be on episode five thousand, five hundred and whatever or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do it every week, I think. And um, wow. And then I picked up some of the news shows on Sunday morning ones, like on the recording on the phone so i don't have to i don't watch them i just listen if i have time yeah and um the horror that one runs old time radio programs of scary stories excellent and, you know i'm still a huge fan of the hp podcraft it kind of was like one of the reasons i wanted to get into spine and sprocket ding ding which is defunct now it's on hiatus that's hey hiatus although i just finished reading the, the sand pebbles and watching the movie <gasps> wow. or I changed the subject. Uh, do you have any podcast you're recommending today? Uh, I want to go back to the horror that you're listening to old time radio. Um, when I lived in Madison, right after I got out of college from the university of Illinois in Champaign, I moved to Madison, Wisconsin, and I didn't, I decided not to have a TV. So I lived there on my own for a year, about a year and a half, I think it was, before I moved with a roommate and I had no TV. And so at that time, there was the CBS Radio Mystery Theater would play on the radio. And I remember one, it was hosted by E.G. Marshall, and they were always a, a little, uh, well, they were mysteries. But one of them was something about the uh, this this monster that could turn you inside out. That was its power. It would turn people inside out. And so the, and the sound effect that they used, I'm sure this is what it was, was like when you take off a rubber glove and you oh. kind of have to take it off <laughs> over the top and turns inside. Out. I mean, it was hokey. 
but it was fun. It was fun to listen well, to. Well, E.G. Marshall is on the horror. So they run shows from the 40s, maybe the 30s. Yeah. 40s, 50s, and even into, I guess, the 80s or 70s. That may have been the stuff you were hearing. Yeah. E.G. Marshall is, I'm E.G. Marshall, and then... That's our story, blah, blah. And it's more modern-y ones because the whole music is different. You know, you can tell it's synthesizer music instead of the old orchestra that they have. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. I'll have to uh, cue that up. But I like watching and listening to that old stuff. It, yeah. it just harkens back to a simpler time. And Lord knows we could use a little harkening back to simpler times. It's been a little crazy in the world, if yeah. I may be so bold. Back in the days when men were men and sheep were afraid of men. (laughs) That's right. You know, I almost thought you were going to go somewhere with that. A a logical second part of that phrase. Men men are men and women are women. (laughs) And I thought, don't go there, Dave. (laughs) I shouldn't have even gone with the joke. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty good, though. I like it. Yeah. Well, in terms of, um, yes, the, uh, the sensory overloads, we're not talking about any kind of ethical thing like um, people being slaves or, you know, right. not right. being able to drink out of fountains, good old days stuff, which is always the way we like to bash the good old days because yes. they're partly mythic. But in terms of a technology overload, yes, and a constant thing going down, it's different. Everyone, I think, agrees with that. Yeah. So let's produce a podcast that'll overwhelm everyone's senses and get on their phone longer. Let's do, and I think maybe we should start by cueing some music and getting to some letters. What say you? A little minute, but I, I wanted to tell you the story of um, listeners know that my brain is slowly going away. <laughs> I don't know if they know that. Well, I do edit out. I do now. I I try to edit out our our long pauses when you and I both go. Yeah, that guy. Oh, that uh, glassy-eyed look on our faces. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I can edit that right down so it sounds like we think of it right away. Yeah, that's brilliant. I took, I took, I told you the other day that I was out walking, and it's how again the processing. I don't process visual things as quickly either. So this dog barked, and I turned, and I saw a squirrel running toward me. <laughs> And there's a tree in front of me. And for that normal split second, when I right away would recognize, oh, that's a squirrel, my body started to run from, I thought it was like a teeny little weird looking dog barking and coming at me oh instead of the squirrel running, you know, that kind of, but uh, Laura knows this too. When I, the other day I took out the colander, right? The thing you strain the spaghetti in. Yes. <laughs> instead of setting it in the sink. I put it on the countertop and I just caught myself before I dumped the whole pail of, you know, watery. Oh, I put it on the countertop and I think it's usually me, but sometimes it's Laura. If she doesn't mind me sharing this on the air, I see her over there. We find um, food that we meant to put in the fridge, in the Tupperware, back in the Tupperware drawer. Is that? Oh, yes. Yeah. Does that happen to people out there? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, and suddenly that, that yeah. half a Tupperware container of mayonnaise turns into a full Tupperware. 
of something that still goes on bread, but doesn't taste quite the same. It tastes more like yogurt. Well, I don't, you know, Dave, honestly, I don't think that's the result of getting old. I refuse to think so. I think it's just because we have, we are all suffering from sensory overload and we just get, well, we just get a little misfire. I'm sticking with that story. Yeah. Well, that, I'm sure that partly is true also. Yeah. The busier we are and the faster we're moving, the, the more likely we are to make those kind of mental errors. But. but I would advise you to not go walking on your own anymore. Maybe you want to hire somebody to go with you. <laughs> Today but I walked with my son, Aaron, with both of the umbrellas. Yes. Six feet apart because he's all quarantining. And Laura would be, when you get back, she, why did you take so long? Why well, I, I couldn't get Dad to stop running from the squirrels. <laughs> and you've got Aaron home now. Now, you sound a little different tonight, and people may notice that Dave's background is a little different, and it's because you're no longer, uh, you're not in the basement for some reason. Correct. And my son is down there quarantining for 10 days, whatever. Yeah, 10 more days. Wow. I mean, we see them, you know, we, out, we can go outside and eat outside, whatever. But yeah, yeah just being careful. Yeah. So yeah, this is the right. dining room. I brought everything up. So it's quite the crowded table. And you have uh, clear plastic sheets to, hanging from, uh, to separate the dining room from the living room or anything like that? Uh, no. That far, with duct tape, taping everything shut. <laughs> Good man. I'm glad you're being safe. I hope everybody's being safe. Yes, we are. So, yes, we can do letters. We have some music. I think we do. It's time for losers like us. Losers. Oh, is it losers? Are we? Who's losers? Or is it letters? Oh, it's letters. Oh. Took me a moment. Hey, we actually, where... we actually see him. If yeah. On YouTube. And we'd like to remind everyone, the show is brought to you by kind patrons like Daryl Anderson. Very kind patron on Patreon. Thank you so much, Daryl, and by wonderful listeners like Christian Holmes. Christian, thank you very much also for joining us on Patreon, becoming a supporter of the show. Yeah, that is super nice. We appreciate our patrons extraordinarily, I would say. And we have gotten a few new subscribers on YouTube. So people, if you want to watch us, Go check us out over there. Oh, we're posting a little slow because I have technological problems until I get my new computer. So they'll, they'll, they'll all get caught up typically eventually. Do you have a letter there, Jeff? I do. Let me pull it over to my main screen here. So I'm looking into the camera. I notice how different my face looks. Everybody probably notices I shaved my beard. And I, and I want to hurry up and... Your hair, your head looks great, by the way. Thank you. I'm very bald now. <laughs> but I notice how different my face looks. It's like you can see everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's, it surprises me still 
every time. Yeah. I'll get like today. It's like, oh, yeah, he shaved. Forgot. Since yeah, I shaved today. I hadn't shaved for about two months, but I did today for some reason. It was just bugging me. I'll probably let it grow back. But anyway, letters. Here's a letter. Uh, another fun episode to listen and watch. You guys should do a live recording again soon and get people on the live chat to comment. Looking forward to the next episode. Stay safe over there. From Vlad C. Thank you, Vlad. And that is a good idea. We could play and have people have a big crowd in their, our virtual stadium. Maybe wagering. Have some really good betting going on. We could make some good money. <laughs> we should, though, look into that some. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there was a comment on our YouTube channel under Vassal 101, Lesson 07. Actually, oh, that was on the Vassal one. I think they mentioned our podcast and someone asked what podcast so i should probably go through some different youtube channels and post um like our get our logo can you do that post our not in the comment section you can't no oh can i go in and say hey we love squad leader in fact we have a podcast called the two half squads yeah could definitely do that yeah sometimes and i guess if somebody had a problem with that if they think you're trying to hijack what they're doing they'll oh. just delete you oh that's probably true yeah you know you can do it you can do it tactfully come on dave you can I, do it tactfully yeah i can i can do that <laughs> i also forwarded something to ourselves so this is a link to see all the asl boards at the texas asl website so i am going to link that everybody check it out and it's, what is it exactly? It's just a way to scroll right through all the boards visually. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if you ever like, hey, what was that board like? You can just click the link at the, te I think it's at the Texas site. So I'll, I'll put that link in for us also. Do you have right. a letter? You know, I years ago I had uh, thought it would be a great idea to create a scenario that uses all the boards late end oh. to end. I think you did say that really early in the show. Yeah, all the geomorphic boards. But I think back then there were only 68 or so, and now it's... Uh-huh, 100. It's very interesting. Very yeah. Interesting to do. Somebody should uh, calculate how many square acres are, are on ASL boards. I <laughs> uh, got a letter here. Hey, Dave and Jeff, it's really wonderful to hear your interviews with people from around the U.S. and the world. You did an amazing job with the song. Oh, well, with the whole podcast, you have become real professionals. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was one of these songs, either Aaron or you know, the two half squad singers with the uh, parody song. So, yeah. I don't know which one. Yeah. Uh, he goes on to say, I was going to recommend a World War II-ish movie for you guys. If you haven't seen it yet, Jojo Rabbit is about a 10-year-old boy in the Hitler youth. His imaginary friend is Adolf Hitler the way a brainwashed yet good-hearted young boy would imagine him. The boy finds that his mother is secretly harboring a Jewish girl. It sounds weird and is, yet despite a bit of darkness, it manages to be funny and even heartwarming, with great acting by the boy and so many others, especially the veteran captain, forced by injury to lead the Hitler youth. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And that was from Roger. Uh, I have not. Uh, thanks, Roger, for your letter. I have not seen Jojo Rabbit, but you you saw it at the theater, didn't you, Dave? Did see it at the theater. On, uh, then I saw it at home with Laura and Aaron during quarantine when it first oh. came out. I went ahead and paid three ninety five or something to watch it, which we rarely do in this cheap household. <laughs> but um, yeah, ex- I thought excellent film. Great performances by everybody. Funny, you know, wacky kind of uh, film, offbeat a little bit, and and good, and yet emotional too. We all got choked up. We all thought it was good. Laura liked it too, so that's probably a a good sign. Yeah, that's a good endorsement. Yeah, I've not seen it yet. It's on my list. I don't know how it got way off the list. Put it back on. I'm going to put it back on the top of the list. What what really made it to the top of my list recently was Knives Out, and. I was very excited to see that. It, the previews looked very good. It got great reviews on Amazon, lots of reviews. And then it was on Amazon Prime for no extra charge. And I watched about 45 minutes of it, and I thought, I don't get it. I, I don't like it. It's no good. Oh, it off. Cause that's, you, it's in our queue, but we oh, haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you might like it. If I didn't, you might. <laughs> Well, I have a letter from Herbert Mueller uh, said on YouTube. Thanks, guys, for all you do and inspiration that you're going for this long. I've listened to all your podcasts. I'm excited you're on YouTube as well. I play ASLSK and several other Hex Encounter War games. I also have two armies of 28-millimeter Napoleonics, French and British. Plan on starting Russians at some point. By the time I retire, I want to be able to play the entire Napoleonic Wars in 28-millimeter. I have about 23 years. <laughs> so he thinks like you do, Jeff. Yeah. I, I might make it, but that's me. You guys are rock stars. Thanks for all you do. Wow. Oh, that's super nice. Just when you think no one's listening. Yeah. We know there's one guy listening. As long yeah. as we have one guy listening, we're happy. We are easy to please. Uh, I got one here from Michael Haggerty. He says, your podcast is one of the greatest things on the internet. Granted, faint praise, but still awesome stuff. I've been listening for years. Please keep it up. I could also listen to Germans talk all day long. Also people from the Chicago area. I guess we have accents, Dave. I didn't know. Yeah, we're not like that kind of Chicago, you know, like the Bears. Yeah, we're not like that. Like those guys down there. Mike Stubitz has that even more type Chicago. My neighbor did too. Yeah. He came from the South Side. It's a South Sider thing. Yeah. I got a letter from, no, I got a text from somebody named Wolfie on Discord who was asking about trying to look back at episodes prior to 133 in his uh, podcast catcher app, whatever it is, iTunes probably. And uh, we're still having a problem with that, so I need to fix hey. that. I'm going to call Steve Jobs and ask him about it. Yeah. Not uh, sure what's happening. We did have a comment also on YouTube from Hexes and Soldiers, very oh. famous famous group uh, guy, and he they said, good to see you guys. Keep up the good work. Get nice. it? See us See. visually. You know, I I was uh, I was summoning up remembrance of things past the other day during a 
a quiet moment in my day. And I was thinking of a lot of the people that we don't hear from anymore. I was just appreciating them for all the years that they used to write to us and just hope they're all doing well. I was thinking of guys like Mark Humphreys and um, others. (laughs) Now I can't think of any of their names. Uh, But all these guys that used to write really regularly and we do. And I'll I'll be the first one to admit we're not very good at acknowledging everybody that writes because there's a lot of people that write a lot. Um, but we always appreciate get, getting those letters. And for you guys that don't write anymore, we're still thinking about you. How about yes, that? Yeah. And Daryl Anderson left a comment saying, at what point do you two start peddling the two half squad sunglasses? Oh. They could improve the overall ASL experience. Also make chicks dig us. <laughs> That's a great idea. It's a great idea, Daryl. I'd like to write the rules on the inside of the glass so that I can quickly scan without having to pick up the manual. I've got one here from Sam. He writes and he says, I know this is late, but the special counters for Sturm Tigers are built into the vehicle counter itself. There is a, there is a this last option to toggle through the counters. Oh, I see. He's talking about Vassal. On Vassal. Yeah. Yep. It was those big 380 mortar tanks Timonen was using against me in that scenario in our first Vassal games. And yeah, so listeners, that's how you can find them. Where are they at again, Jeff? You highlight the vehicle and then right. You got control V toggles through. Okay. And then it shows up different types of the vehicle, I think. Right. I have a letter from Louis Pedal. Uh, first, been spending a lot of time on the road lately, and I'm a few months away from being able to play ASL given my schedule. Again, you guys help in scratching the ASL itch by allowing me to hear some good ASL talk and friendly banter through the podcast. I load up the phone with the episodes and going through them in order. Currently, I'm on 90. Good job, Louie. Keep it up. That's cool, 90. Hearing mm-hmm. Robbie assemble the IKEA stuff again made me laugh heartily. Oh, oh, Ro- yeah. Your wife, Chef. Ah, yes. Remember an Ikea reference many, many, many years ago? Earlier, Jeff mentioned every accent of his turns into Lawrence Welk. (laughs) But his British accent holds. Very interesting. Second, I know we often clamor for new product from MMP, and granted, not as much as we used to a few years ago, and he found this letter in the general. And then I'll kind of paraphrase it. It uh, says, excerpt, is squad leader destined to become another Panzerblitz? Must we be forced to make new map boards? Squad leader is beginning to slip into the abyss. And I'm not knocking the games. I only wish Avalon Hill would expand the scope of the game as they promised. <laughs> so, yeah, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, really, it's run amok. How do you turn it off? Well, yeah, we, we it'll would. be interesting. Yeah. So, anyway, I... Thanks for sharing that. That is a thought back to the good old bad battle days and then be careful what you wish for. Yeah, exactly. I have a letter here from our friend Dan Dolan. Hey, guys. Glad to hear you finally got through, got to Quad de Guerre 2. It sort of got lost in the New Year Wuhan flu thing with the hat and an onslaught to Orsha. It just got pushed aside starting to open it up now you get a lot of asl in that pack if you guys have any questions feel free to ask away 
which is super nice offer of his. Maybe we should and we will be calling. Yeah. Yeah. Get another interview lined up, especially yeah. who could explain about the intricacies of the game now. Yeah. Well, we should try to play a little, but <laughs> I know we're super busy with our Pacific stuff right now. But yeah. What else does he add? Uh, he says, wait until you start trying to help set up those pulleys to get your ferries running. The pulleys have to be placed on opposite sides of the river. Rommel is drifting around the battlefields. You also get assault engineers doing assault engineer stuff, building and destroying bridges. He makes it sound so good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we well, probably should have him teach us that before we try that. And then we'd also like to thank John Below for his donation to the show straight Ooh. up to PayPal, not through Patreon. That's another way people can help, right? Yes, it is. There's lots of ways you can help support the show. You can go to patreon.com and look up the two half squads and become a patron. Just donate a dollar or an episode or something. Every little bit is very much appreciated. It keeps us on the air and keeps us in. I forgot my beer. Oh, I'm going to go get one after we finish letters. All right. Oh, I'll read fast. Museum Fest has been canceled. I've got one here from Son of Sue. HS2 War Without Quarter is a broken scenario, as reported several years ago on Game Squad Forum. The Japanese simply has to set up adjacent to the entry entry area for A and B companies. You remember? Yeah, we, okay. Yes, I, I remember. Now, just him saying that reminds me of that. Uh, and these Marines will pretty, pretty much be obliterated in one to two turns. The re- remaining re- Marine force will never recover from their annihilation. If the entry instructions were changed to allow A and B companies to enter on or after turn one, then this would give the other Marine forces the means of dealing with such a linear Japanese defense. But by forcing all of units A and B companies to enter on turn one, virtual, virtually guaranteed doom. Yeah, too bad we didn't figure that out. <laughs> we're sl- we're a little late to the party. But it made a good game. It was with- still fun. We still have a good time. Yeah, because we didn't ruin the game by me setting up right on the edge. Yes. Yeah. Which can ruin lots of games if you are able to do that. Yeah. You know? but, oh, John Payne has subscribed to us on YouTube. Thank you very much, John Payne. And do you have another one? I do. Dear Dave and Jeff, purely in alphabetical order, not necessarily my judgment of your apparent height, weight, age, or handsomeness. I'm a newcomer to squad leader, even newer to any of the advanced flavors of the game, and even more new to your entertaining podcast. I've been trying to I've been trying to listen starting with episode one and have made it up to about episode forty over the past few months occasionally listening to one of your newly posted episodes to make sure I'm not missing any big news. Hopefully by the time we land a human on Mars, I'll be caught up. I have two observations or questions. First, since there are two soldiers on each half squad counter, wouldn't that make you just one half squad, not two half squads? I ask because I could buy the domain the one half squad.com for cheap and sell it to you for a large markup or perhaps some rare items from Dave's collection. Second, aside from your interview with the late great John Hill, 
Have you done any episodes devoted to the original classic squad leader game? This is where I started with this squad leader nonsense. And there's a sizable community devoted to the original out of print game, which slowly evolved from the original ASL to GI Anvil uh, to yeah, G, GI Anvil of Victory and finally to ASL. Yeah, no, we we haven't. We have not. And we won't because we, we, we won't. Our brains can't go back to less. I'm I'm a forward thinking guy, Dave. You're right. That's why I can't really embrace the uh, starter kit. embrace. But the starter kits, I can't go back to the starter kits now. I'm too yeah. deep into the yeah. whole game. Uh, he goes on to say, as and as a question two A, have either of you ever played ASL games using the retro variant rules published by Minden Games? It's a rule set that simplifies a lot of the mechanics, making games play faster if you're willing to give up horse-drawn sledges, and other esoterica. Retro has allowed me to start and finish some fun scenarios in a couple of hours or less. I realize this may be heresy, but as an enthusiastic newbie, a discussion of either of these would be a good listen in my book. Keep up the great work, and I'll catch up with you by episode 400. John Bullough, Troy, New York. That's John, who made the donation. Um, You know that... that Last option he discusses sounds a little bit interesting to look into. So maybe I'll look into that for us. Okay. I'll put that on your to-do list. <laughs> uh, I have one from Matt Zajac. He, he's just saying, thanks. Keep up the good work on the podcast. And he listens to them on his long drive to link up with friends for the ASL campaign game play from Houston, Texas. He must be with the Texas guys. And he's uh, they just finished Denant campaign game so they are seriously playing some squad leader keep it up matt he also asked about making a donation of items uh he could do that i think i sent him our address but we also had items from mark woods that i just put up on ebay i'm gonna split that money with mark personally but we also have items in there if it says the two half squads and those are items that were donated by others if you guys buy those that would support the show so that's great. Another way to support the show. Go to eBay, look for our stuff. Right. This will air December 1st. There'll probably be some stuff left over or we'll add some more stuff. So now I'm not an eBay or Dave. How would they do that? Would they just go to eBay and look up the two half squads and it would come up with us? Actually, I think you have to know. Uh, you know what? I should have put it in the title. I'm not sure I did. I think mm-hmm. I might put T2HS in the title of the item. But if you just search through all the ASL stuff and scroll through. It's. I know it's in the description. Maybe I'll. But they could locate you as the seller, and then just look at all the stuff you have to sell. Yeah, Dave K twelve oh six. Dave K twelve oh six on eBay. Right. That's your handle. Okay. Okay. Terrific. Good yeah. to know. Do you have another? No, I'm out of letters. Well, good because let me check this out. Alan Hume wrote again and says hope you're well I have a good couple of days here play testing for alan finley with his buddy john and so just glad to say things feel like they're moving forward on that play test there's a lot of work to do um bought a copy of swedish volunteers for ollie you know ollie we interviewed uh, i still owe him for clipping my copy of quad de guerre quad de guerre quad de guerre and he says i uh, got it from second chance games so you just heard over Facebook that Hollow Legions could be delayed. I think I heard that also. 
and maybe King and Country might come out in January. There's this also Manila historical ASL game coming out that Mario, his friend, says is going to be super cool. Manila historical game, big city fighting in the Pacific. So I'm actually kind of looking forward to that one. Great. Pete Phillips having a birthday. um, And uh, we got it. Pete still thinking about coming on to the show. He doesn't do dispatches from the bunker, right? He does view from the trenches, I think. Ah, okay. Yes. So we'll try and nag, snag him yet by nagging him. Yeah. To come on to the show. Um, also, Darren Knuckles subscribed to us on YouTube. We had a contest, Jeff, giving away best of friends. Pick odd or even, and I'll tell you who the winner is. Uh, odd. Gotta go with odd. Odd is Greg Estvander. You are the winner of the Best of Friends pack. I'll email you and you can send us your address. We'll ship that right out to you. Look at that. Something good did happen in 2020 for Greg. <laughs> it did. A memorable year for him. Where did I put that pack? I got all this stuff now that's been up on eBay and hmm, we'll find it and we'll ship it right out. Okay. That's good. That's it for letters. That's it for letters. Thanks everybody for writing. We appreciate you. And uh, for all the, like I say, all everybody that has uh, ever written us and all of our friends all around Dennis and Perry and rich and everybody happy thanksgiving to you all i didn't want to wait till the end of the show because most people tune out before then um (laughs) but it is uh, tomorrow is thanksgiving here in the united states it's a great holiday i think everybody should celebrate it let's not be political about it let's just have fun and play asl and eat some turkey so happy thanksgiving to all funny i had to cancel my thursday night basketball game with (laughs) oh no I have to move it to Friday or Saturday. So yeah, were you so, able to? You get, you're going to be able to squeeze that in there. I don't know. I'll see what he says after the show. Yeah. Okay. Dave, when you need to scratch your ASL itch, uh-huh. where do you where do you go? I have to go somewhere where there's fast service. Yes. Somewhere where the store clerks are very nice. Nice clerks. Yep. Somewhere where I'm going to get good ASL bang for my buck. Yep. And selection. And free shipping. X. So here's where I go. Where do you go, I'll, Jeff? I'll let you in on a little secret. Don't tell anybody. Ritter Creek. What is that again? Ritter Creek. Ritter Creek. Rittercreek.com. They've got selection. They've got fast shipping. They've got, what was the other thing you asked for? Friendly clerks. Friendly clerks. I'm talking friendly. <laughs> They're great at Ritter Creek. They got all kinds of stuff. It's a great website to go and peruse around and ASL stuff galore. And free shipping now. Free shipping. Who could possibly yeah. beat that? Now, we want you to go to your local neighborhood gaming store and support them any way you can. If you got one anymore. But if there's ASL to be had, go to Ritter Creek. RitterCreek.com. Were you able to locate a beverage, Dave? I was, sir. Uh, oh, oh, Leinenkugel. That was on sale. Der Leinenkugel. Honey Weiss. I, I'm 
I'm drinking vodka a little bit. Can we do this? I think we can. It, we it's a family show. Oh, by the way, there's a, a, a shot glass up on the eBay. <laughs> and, oh, are there shot glasses? And, okay. And I don't know if these will be gone by the time the show airs. Oh, and a set deck of our OBA cards. Yeah, uh, haven't been very, seen. Very years. fancy OBA cards. It might be gone by the time this airs December 1st. Who knows? If they're not, jump into eBay. You can see right up here, I've got shot glasses, but um, it looked like they had mouse droppings in them. And how would they climb up there and drop in there? They're mice. They're, you know, I don't know. Cheers, anyway. Cheers. Clink and drink. Good health to you and yours. Clink and drink. And happy Thanksgiving. Oh, it's getting better by the minute. What have you been playing lately? What have you been playing lately? Well, Jeff, I've been playing. What was I playing? HS9? HS, shoot. 31. HS31. Thank you. Um, <laughs> what's the name of it? Oh, the speculative something prep. Shoot. <laughs> Protesting, yeah. protesting the speculative, and this is a wonderful wow, adventure as you can title. see here. So the British come on, uh, both at the top on the green arrow and on the right in the bottom right in the lower uh, other green arrow. So they got to take this hill on the left side. This is board 11s in the middle, and there's a hill on the left side, uh, and the top hexes oh the grain field that used to be is now a second level hill hex and that the the british canadians have to clear everyone off of that hill so mm -hmm. the germans have some 88s we gave dave timon an extra 88 it's hidden on the board that people are seeing there on youtube um but he put one gun right up there in t10 on board 11 the Bert Canadians have to come on in this uh, co convoy, so that's why we're all lined up coming down the road. Oh, I see. Okay. And oh, yeah. we, sh we should mention, for people that are listening, uh, we're showing this a vassal board, and so if you're not watching on YouTube, you are missing out. There you go. Although I will post a picture on the... Oh, good man. Okay. Post. So, at the bottom... Uh, there's a force that comes in. He lightly defended that, as you can kind of tell, this woods on board five. Okay. So now yes. I guess if you want to click through this, this is a vassal log. I'll try and figure out what's going on. Oh, he just flamed up my tank. Oh, he just flamed up another one from the adjacent guy uh, in a foxhole squad. He must have got a Piat and the... Carriers are the rest of the vehicles in the line here, and the carriers can unload, and they have like a 248 half squad in them as the passengers. So they're going to unload, and I'll mark them with scrounged markers, and they're going to move in as infantry. Yeah, there you go, because most of the action's up at the top here. There's a railroad that runs along the edge. It's in elevated so it does provide like a wall and because i had to come in in convoy i had to end up coming close or adjacent to some of his guys their infantry so as i move up he's final firing so yeah i think this is just now a lot of um unloading so these carriers are designed really to uh, unload uh, and they can come out with a light machine gun some versions come out with a piat 
So I'm just trying to get in against his infantry there. Or as and I call it, the Piat. Piat. Where's your Piat? That's Hex uh, Q3 on 44. I'm avoiding that 88 gun at the bottom, obviously. Some of what you're going to see on the game board is I'm just creating a bunch of um, extra light machine guns and extra half squads to go put over on the uh, vehicles as they exit and leave them scrounged. Now, you could re-enter your carriers if you need to later and then move somewhere else around the board. Mm. But your tactics at the top, you don't have a lot. You have to just enter in a convoy until you get shot at or until you reach a certain hex, which is like right there around, yeah, where that first tank got killed. So maybe I was dumb to put a tank out in the lead. In this game, I would say I was. Maybe you want to sacrifice a carrier and it's half squad rather than a, a armor fighting vehicle or tank. Oh yeah, I don't want to be in that vehicle. Yeah, don't so that's in there. You're seeing what me I'm uh, moving down to the other hill. So there's a hedge along L1, L2, L3 that you can move behind. So I'm going to try and come up on the other hill on board 11. Uh he's got a group in hex P8 that I have to deal with. There's a group I'm moving up from the bottom unit. I sent a few half squads up from the south, and they're appearing now by I-4. Trick is he's got a nice fire lane down from that foxhole down the road, so I'm trying to avoid that and get some infantry up to head over to take out that squad on top of the hill. On his other hill, the one with the second level now, he has, uh, I think it was a squad and a heavy, uh, another gun, maybe a 75L gun. Yeah, he had it hip, actually, in Z4 on board 11. Now, down at the bottom, it's a pretty easy time to overrun the German. Now, the options for this are multitude uh, for the German. They could set up all in the front of that woods and try and defend it heavily and with the Canadian coming in on the open ground and the bottom on board five. Mm -hmm. so I want to think about that. Dave set up lightly there and just tried to hit me from the foxhole in V8 on board five and a foxhole in P3 on board five. But it wasn't enough to stop them. So, you know, it's too many... Uh, enemies coming against too few defenders so um and then i think jeff you can just jump to the end game screen mate oh okay i'm moving up the hill to take out that middle guy but i think that pretty much you can stop that and okay. go to the end game screen so what you'll see though is that as i came up the bottom woods down along the road there's a bridge in y8 on board five you got to cross and he had a hidden 88. Is that in there? It's coming up. Okay. Um, a hidden 88, as you're going to see right there, in AA2. I did not expect it to be back there. That's an upgrade that's giving him the balance. Oh, right up here? Nope. The other one down at the bottom. Left. Left. Oh, there. there. Yes, that I see. hidden in a house, and he took out two vehicles there. Arnold. Arnold the pig. <laughs> you know, Dave likes to name his vehicles. He Jethro. Jethro was gets, taken out. He gets so tickled. 
I, Arnold the pig and Jethro, and then I named another one Tall, and Tall is burning in U5. If you can oh. See now, you see that prisoner squad in the middle of the board? Yes. So, of course, he had, I had the uh, guard and the prisoner, and the guard has been just been killed by a sniper, and then he came back as a squad. That should be a half squad, and he panzerfausted Tall. No! No kidding. I know, it was horrible. He had been, he had been a prisoner. His guard yep. got killed by a sniper, and then he yep. came back as a squad and killed something with his panzerfaust. Yeah, you can rearm if there was a half squad in the hex with you. Wow, that's a new yeah. one. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that half squad may be somewhere else by this time. But anyway, then, then the Germans get these reinforcements. So that's what the rest of that coming up the hill is. A German oh, tanks. Okay. Wow. German tanks. He's got Gilligan in Hex X8 and Marianne in BB4. But I managed to take out both of those with the Piat. There you go again. He turned his turret in hex X8 on the hill by the woods there. He's by the Piat. Yeah, that one. Oh, and he this... turned his turret to the left to cut me off from getting around behind him, which yeah. he kind of had to do her because I just got to get infantry up here even to shoot at his break him, and I win the game. And then I got a side shot on the turret. I got lucky on that. Oh, that was... PZVG, you know, a pan, what is that, a panther? Yes. So luckily he turned the turret. I got the side shot. Marianne down there, back of the hill. Uh, I forget how I took her out. Oh, from the blazing. Nope, that's his half track. I think I had a tank around the back of the game board. I did. I did. I had a, the tank that's now in up on the hill in the back, AA5 on the back hill. He came up around the back and managed to uh, cut off some of the reinforcements, which are DM now in hex FF4, way in the back left, way in the back left. <clears throat> those guys were way left, further left. Yeah, those were reinforcements. And then you could see I, at one point I thought it was going to be a lost game, and instead I managed to jump into the melees there uh, and break all of the his squads right at the last turn. So Wow. It was exciting. We liked it a lot. Again, you got a lot of op. You don't have options with this caravan coming from the top, but you have a lot of options as the German to set up closer in the woods, forward front to slow down the bottom group, and you get a reinforcement group too that you got to think about. But holding that hill is the key to the victory. Sorry. Seems like a lot going on for eight turns. It really kept you guys busy. Yeah. We played over several sessions. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it seemed like a 10-turn game. I kept thinking it was a 10-turn. And then I was like, ooh, wait a minute. It's only, you said it's eight? Eight, yes. Yeah, I think it was like turn six. I'm like, well, I have four more turns. And then Dave's like, I think you only have two. <laughs> I was like, oh, I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, you could easily run out of time in eight turns to clear those hills if you don't end up being somewhat aggressive. Yeah. yeah. Which is good. That's the way it should be. You should be. Nobody likes those games where you're just sitting waiting for something to happen. You should be moving. Yep. And then again, that eight, that eighty-eight gun and AA two at the bottom of that hill just took out three. That's three tanks he got. Oh man. And some squads. Uh, it was my infantry that finally broke him from that gun. So 
Let's there see what I would have rolled. I was going to do, I was, if I was rolling that, I'd do a two hit. Oh, I didn't break it. Wait a there, minute. there you go. <laughs> I didn't break it. Oh, I would have done okay. Normally I roll a 12 on those. So that's what I play lately. Nice. Very good, Dave. Glad you had a good time. I'm so glad because really what I'm concerned about is you. <laughs> if I don't have a good time. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Let us. Some rules. It's time for rules. You need the rules to play the game and put your opponents through shame. They might seem hard, but that's okay. We're gonna learn them anyway. Uh-huh. You like that, don't you? I've forgotten how good that is. Let's listen again. Excellent. It might seem hard, but that's okay. We're going to learn them anyway. We are going to try. We are going to give it our best shot. Thanks to Aaron Kleinschmidt. He wrote the lyrics and everything. Wow, very well done. And tonight's rules, Jeff, are naval OBA. You're going to try and use these against me next Monday. Yes, looking forward to that. My no, the NOBA rules. The NOBA. NOBA is a specialized type of an OBA, and it comes in various caliber sizes from 100 to 400 millimeters. That's a lot of millimeters. <laughs> a lot of millimeters. All rules pertaining to OBA, to radios and observers, apply to NOBA. Here, hereafter referred to as NOBA, except as stated otherwise, NOBA may be used only by the U.S., British, Russians, and Japanese, and only if so allowed by special scenario rule or <clears throat> do your own purchase. However, the Japanese side may use NOBA only if directed by an observation plane or a shipboard observer. NOBA uses green OBA counters. Neither plentiful nor scarce ammo ever applies nor may it use pre-registered fire. Makes sense. Don't you forget it. I won't. <laughs> there we go. All right. Jeff, what is the only onboard observer that is allowed for a NOBA battery? What do they call it? Could well, it, be? Uh, it would be a hero. That is true in our game. But that is only by special scenario rule. Ah, okay. Well, it would have to be a leader with we a are, radio. We are playing ambitious plans. Which I think is, a, that's a song by Elvis Presley. Seriously? I think so. Ambitious plans. Well. We can't go on together with ambitious plans, with ambitious plans. And what is what is this, Jeff? It's a weird. Um, this is the. <laughs> this is a special hex that Dave actually crafted, that says "Help" on it. it and does. this is the uh, represents the Americans who took off their T-shirts and laid them in the sand in the shape of the word "Help," so that uh, inbound airplanes and spotters and whatnot might be able to see where they are because they wanted to get off that beach. 
Yes, and I, I actually cut this out of a Xerox copy. Not that I'd ever Xerox copy anything. I found it, actually. I didn't copy it. I found it out in the street, and it just happened to fit that game perfectly. And so I wrote help on it. And I kept, actually kept this. I found this on a little miniature ship I have down in the basement. Unbelievable. And it is unbelievable because I played this original game, Ambitious Retreat or whatever it is here. It's just plans. Yes. <laughs> I played it. What is it, 10, 20 years ago when the original came out with like a route report or a pardon me for not remembering correctly. Uh, and they reissued it in Operation Watchtower. And gosh, for golly, Jeff and I just happened to be it's, it's its turn to be played. And I'm reading the thing going, help. No, I, I saved this to use it again someday. And the day I'm reusing it, I'm on Vassal. And We're I can't. On Vassal. And where did the where did the help counter come on vassal you said i could tape this onto my screen <laughs> my laptop and it appeared on my screen which is magical so i had to put a text box on the beach hex and write help oh you just did that okay very clever of you sir well unbelievable so should i just throw this out now or should i wait till i play oh, it no i'd put it on the mantelpiece Right next to your Academy Award and all your other Teacher of the Year awards and Teacher of the Year awards. This is total proof of my fanaticism for the game. Yeah. So, Jeff, you have a hero, but other people don't get one. Okay. It's called a Shorefire Control Party. Yeah, I'd forgotten that. That is that is a great title for something. It is. It what is. kind of party are you having? Shorefire Control. Yeah. And you also, you if you do have a shore fire control party, uh, the rules state the party should be limited to no more than eight people, and they should be wearing masks. Masks. Times indoors. Yes. And everybody should, nobody should be drinking out of the same bottle. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not a good idea, even in non-COVID times. No matter what you do. <laughs> However, a shore fire control party may be used only with a U.S. British Nova battery. It's always represented by a Chinese, Italian, or Axis minor, your choice as the owner, 227 infantry crew counter. Such a crew is assumed to be the same nationality as the Nova and has all the normal infantry crew and observer qualities, except as stated otherwise. Oh, okay. So it really is a, a short party. So that must represent a more than one person having to have this equipment that they can call in the artillery from the ships. Exactly. So okay. quiz show may a SFCP possess a support weapon or gun. Uh, oh, I'm going to say yes. Well, you must have that wrong. <laughs> I must Dave, have. Dave is shaking his head as if I'm wrong. And how can that be? Boy, 2020 has been, it's been a tough year. The only thing they can have is its inherent radio. Okay. Yeah. So then, may it become an inherent crew of a vehicle? Can it go jump in a tank? And No. No. No, it can't. It's just a SFCP. Yeah. Now, is, oh shoot, is it considered inexperienced personnel or experienced personnel? Okay, here's the way you asked that question. No, it's I asked it wrong. Experienced personnel or experienced personnel? No, I asked it backwards. 
Okay. Is, is it inexperienced or oh. experienced? I'm going to say experienced. No, inexperienced. Get out. Why? Yeah. Well, uh, you know what? I guess I guess the reason why I asked, answered that way is I can't remember what the downside is or the particular attributes of inexperience, but I'm guessing it has something to do with that. Oh, right. They're they're like the greener conscripts. Yeah. They're considered that way, and I, I agree with you. I guess it's probably they're not trained uh, soldiers. For they're, yeah, they're probably, yeah, their training, I'm guessing, is different. Because, yeah. yeah, I would think they'd be experienced, inexperienced, yeah. like conscripts or something, right? Right, right. But they are actually inexperienced. Okay. However, it does not lower the breakdown number of its radio, like inexperienced, okay. lower the breakdown number of stuff, which I always forget. Um, an SFCP that sets up on board may use hidden initial placement right. as if it's manning a field phone. Yeah. Ringy dingy. Yeah. Two ringy dingies. <laughs> Dang this field phone. <laughs> what is the casualty victory point value of a SFCP? Two. That is correct, sir. Two. Yeah, it's like a crew. Now, an SFCP is assumed to possess a three-portage point inherent radio. Ooh, that's heavy. It does, Yeah, that is. Thus <laughs> equaling eight portage points for passenger purposes. May it transfer the radio like, or give it to someone else? No. No, they cannot. Yeah. That's correct. So if it's the SFC party. SFCP is captured or eliminated... Is the inherent radio also considered eliminated? Yes. Yes. You just don't mess with it. Just track those boys down, get rid of them, and it's gone. Yeah. What is the radio's hereafter referred to as an FFCP radio, a contact value? Eleven. That's a good guess because the field phone, right? Yeah. But it's eight. Oh, wow. Yeah, it does seem wow. Because it's yeah. you're just you and the ships, you know? But then again, the ships are far away. and The ships are far away. It's a portable thing. you got to move it around and get and it set up. It's probably a little. Yeah, it's technically a radio. Uh, salt, it's salty air. Oh, and, yeah. You know. It's breakdown value then? Eight. No, the X number on the back. Oh. Five or 12? 12. Correct. If the radio contact maintenance styrol for a SCP is a 12, then the SFCP itself is eliminated. So when the radio breaks, what happens to the dudes? Gone. I guess they jump back in the ocean. They must. They disperse. They don't go and grab weapons somewhere. They're trying to Kind of yeah. swim their way back to the yeah. yeah. No unarmed unit may be rearmed as an FFCP. Of course. Yeah. Right. May a normal radio or field phone make a oh, so if what if that okay, so those guys die. Then can you just use your other radio that you have for your land based OBA? Can you just use that to call up the ships? No, you can try, but no. <laughs> Yeah, they should make the rule that way. Like, yeah, 
You can try it with me. I have to try it. You go ahead and try it. You have to roll three snake eyes in a row. Yeah. Because uh, then we'd have a more complicated rule book if we had rules like that. Yeah. You have to roll a natural 13. The Naval OBA, off-board artillery, line of fire. Now, each Nova battery uses a line of fire, which is traced from the center dot to a pre-designated ocean hex. Oh, I guess you're going to have to pre-designate that. Um, yeah, so you will trace line of fire, center dot, on the ocean edge. Yeah, um, and I did that. Oh, did you do that? Yeah. Oh, the game we're playing, I did that. Pre-set up, I guess. Yeah. Uh, then, when is an ocean? When is the ocean hex secretly recorded? Oh, when did you record that? Well, before we, before we started. I mean, during my setup. Yes, technically after setup, but then prior to the start of play. So you can see where the enemy is before you do pick your hex. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, of course you would have had no line of sight to me anyway on this game. No, I didn't. No, and um, I can't really remember exactly. Yeah, we're all behind that mountain. Yeah, um, and it must have greater than or equal to two hex sides along the edge of the plane area, and be greater than or equal to twelve hexes away from hinterland hexes. Well, it's like the edge of the thirteen hexes to get to the edge of that board. That's yeah. why they're saying greater than or equal to twelve because it has to be thirteen. Thirteen. Is it possible that SSR lists a specific hex for that battery? Is it possible that a, that a special rule could list a hex for that battery? Well, sure. Sure. Um, then, normally with OBA, you need battery access. So each naval OBA battery, regardless of nationality, uses a draw pile. And listeners, if you are lucky enough, you can get onto eBay and still get the two half squads. <laughs> Cards for OBA. Yes, you get both the granted. Oops. And you get the red cards, which are denied, which have wonderful caricatures of Jeff and Dave right there on the cards. You know, really, these are cool, Jeff. They really are cool. You know, I was going to say, oh, who would buy that? But they really are cool. They are cool. I I can't remember who did the art for us, but they did a great job, and they're still, still fun. Yeah, they have you reading a magazine on the back while you're supposed to be firing the OBA. When it's denied, you're back there going, ooh. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I'm probably just looking stupid. <clears throat> the uh, draw pile. So how yeah. do draw piles work, Jeff? Well, usually you have a certain number of black and red cards that you randomize by shuffling, and then you draw from the deck every time you try to acquire access. And if you get... If you get a red card, no access. If you get two red cards in a row, you're sunk. Except, this is the cool part. Ah. There's five, there's five black and two red, which sounds a little horrible to me. It sounds a little horrible. Except, drawing two red does not permanently lose the Noba. Who came up with that rule? I know. Send I know. And a cigar. You know that, right? Yeah. You should not permanently lose it because that. And Dave, Dave is always very generous. And <laughs> learning from Dave, I am also very generous. If that kind of thing ever happens to us, we always say, "No, draw again." Yeah. 
Because you go through all this, you get you get so excited about having your battery access, and then you draw two red cards, and it's over. It's just like <laughs> no, like going to a wedding and your bride doesn't show up, and <laughs> that would be horrible. That's happened to me twice before I found Laura. I know. I'm sorry. I I know that was a tender thing. I didn't want to. I I shouldn't have brought that up. I hate to see a tear in your eye when we're trying to have a nice time here. Elaine. Elaine. Yeah. Yes. Name that movie. Yeah, The Graduate. Got it. So, whenever a. Oh, so whenever the red is drawn, it would be mixed back into the pile. Uh, and black, too, I think. So, no chit is permanently removed from the pile. You just keep reshuffle. Do you reshuffle each time then? Well,. It's supposed to be, they're supposed to be little counters in a hat. Right. No one really uses the little counters anymore, I don't think. The red and black. Yeah, would throw it back into the hat each time? Yeah, so you'd have yeah. to reach up okay. if you're using the two half squads official OBA thing. Official. Um, now, the accuracy die roll, less than or equal to two. Accurate. Does, question, a plus one die roll modifier apply to the accuracy if there's a heavy surf in effect? Would, would a heavy surf cause I'm a plus? not to look, Dave. I don't want to get seasick. I did, doesn't it? I'm getting sick looking at myself. Out of it. Oh. That's I would say, good. yeah, it's, it really is just disturbing. Yeah, I'll say yes, because I, I would not have <laughs> even thought of that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yes. There's something you don't see on every podcast. Dave yakking into his hat. And it was my two half squads hat, too. Yeah. Does a plus one dial modify? Oh, what rule? What is the rule number for heavy surf rule in the rule book? Uh, I'm going to, uh, I would say it is G. Wait a minute. G. Mm-hmm. Yep. 15. Yep. Point. Five. Right? Did you cheat? No. Oh wait, no. It's thirteen point four four nine. But you're right. It's chapter G. And what is my favorite color? Blue. No. Green. Yes. No. Ah. So blast area. So now here, Jeff. This gets tricky now. The blast area of the concentration has nine hexes. We're just going to look up the graph in the rule book. Uh, nine hexes instead of seven. The two extra de- are determined with the line of fire going through it. So there's one, I think one in front, kind of going from memory now. Uh, yeah, the last hex, Yeah. the line of fire, and the first, yeah. The first. There's one in front and one after of that line of fire. Uh the FFE, if high explosives, is resolved versus these last two hexes with half firepower. So, okay, yeah, there you just get a little extra area, I guess. I probably historically, if you looked at it, the you know Noba would land a little short and a little far, and get some half firepower going. Coming Maybe in, that's it's a result of the. <laughs> The wave action. Now you're making me sick again. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> the one and only podcast 
Now, if the FFD, okay, go ahead. Or, well, this is the last thing. Or if the battery is greater than or equal to 250 millimeters, you'd resolve it on the 16 firepower column of the heavy payload die roll haft, barring a critical hit. Oh, yeah. If you get beyond 30 something on the on the kill tables, you get negative one for like every eight beyond that. Do you remember that kind of thing? Yeah, I was saving that for when Rich is on again. I have mine. But I'm like yes, indeed. So instead of having the firepower, if you're way up there at 250, you just half the number of negatives you get. What is yours going to be on this scenario? Americans get a Noba. It was 200 millimeter, wasn't it? Yeah. 100, no. It's only 120. Oh. Darn. Could be up to 400, and you get 120. Oh, let's just make it like a 250. We will <laughs> split the difference. Yeah, so cool. That's that's what we're going to be doing. So that seemed like a short set of rules. Um, yeah, actually, it's not too hard. And yeah. I've played some Noba before. You've played a little bit, haven't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I did this scenario before. Oh, you did? Okay. Remember? Do you know what I made for it? Oh, yeah. An actual help? Memory, uh, I have a short-term memory uh, problem. Help. Yep, so there you go. You didn't draw it like little shirts, did you? The help? No, count? I actually started to try, but I, the paintbrush wasn't cooperating, so I oh, messed it up and just went blotches. Wow, that's a fun show. Well, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And next show, maybe we're going to cover landing craft. Is that right? I'm hoping landing craft. I Which think is, uh, extensive. We might have to cover. We might have to take two shows for that because there's a lot going on in there. You know what? We should have another contest. Oh, yes, we should. Tell we you should. what. It's this we have, here, let's do another easy giving. one. We have a C4 corner cutter. Oh, really? So why don't we say whoever can email us, let's do it easy, with a C4 corner cutter in the uh, tagline. In the title, the subject. I, by like December 26th, the day after Christmas, because we'll okay. probably record 27, 28, 29 to get it up yeah. on the first, maybe. That's January. right. Yep. Yep. Let's say, let's say day after Christmas. Send okay. us an email and we'll do a random odd even or die roll one to six, whatever we get. Yeah. Maybe one to 20, whatever we need to do. Just put C4 in the subject line of the email and we'll put you in the contest indeed and oh. we would we would prefer it if it's in the continental united states but if oh. you're overseas or something and you're just aching for a c4 dave's shaking his head no <laughs> no <laughs> it's a lot of custom forms we will deliver it to you in person if you're overseas i hate filling out those customs forms you're writing it really quick, and it's got this information, and it asks for, like, the weight. And I'm like, I didn't weigh this thing. What the heck? And people behind you are yelling, hey, move it. Yeah. 
And then they ask you what it is, and you say it's a C4 corner cutter, and they're like, really? And then they back off, yeah. Yeah. They, they do. They're like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Because this was official two half squads business. <laughs> you should have told us we would have waved you to the front. <laughs> got us, we got a plane on the tarmac ready to go. Well, I kind of hate to call it a show, but we're probably over an hour already. Yeah, I would say we are. Shoot. Yeah. Oh, well. Sorry, people. Yeah. We always enjoy talking to y'all and love hearing from you. Send us some more letters. Yep. Dave, it's always good to see you. I hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving with your family there, and I hope everybody stays safe, and we'll see you then next time. Yes, indeed. In the meantime, Jeff, best to you and yours, and roll you. well. And rally well, but not, not when you're playing, playing us. us. That's right. Bye-bye, everybody. Cheers. Thanksgiving. Indeed. Took a snapshot. Have you ever done that with Skype? You click oh. on a ellipse. Oh, and take oh wait. Let's pose for the opening. Let's pose for the picture for the. Oh, good idea. Yeah.